I'm Madison Morsh, and I'm here with Kim Baker. And we're back. We're back again. It's It's been a little bit. Um, Like three and a half months? Yeah. Definitely the longest hiatus that we've had thus far, but... I think the people thought we were done. That yeah. we were giving up for good. I mean, shit, I thought we were done. Me too. <laughs> I'm glad to say that we are back at it and on the return, though. Yeah, we've, we've had enough content build up to where there was just no other option but to record an episode. Yeah, and it was just like, what else are we going to do in fucking November when it's freezing cold outside? Yeah, so here we are. Here back we in are, the studio. We know you missed us. And we've missed you, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I miss the Millie so much. Yeah, we've really just, like, dropped the ball, though. I need that engagement on my Twitter feed. Yeah, we stopped tweeting, we stopped posting on Instagram, we stopped posting on our Instagram stories. It's depressing. Yeah, but... but- the people the people asked and we delivered yeah so. we delivered like way too late but at least we're delivering yeah but um as we always say exciting things are on the horizon and hello okay and <laughs> we're still experiencing the same technical issues that we have in the past so you know not much has changed yeah but at the same com- time a lot has changed we still have computers from like what 2012 i don't this fucking is like know. 2009 honestly yeah, my computer is no longer in um in service. I actually need to go to the Apple Store, or Best Buy, or some shit later today. But yeah, so we figured, uh, what better way to prepare for running errands than to just like pound some mimosas and rosé? <laughs> I mean, why and the record a podcast? Fuck not. <laughs> um. Yeah. So what's what's been up? Well, I've been to about five weddings in the past two months. Yeah. So I honestly think the last time that you were at my apartment was in August. Yeah, no, I mean, Kim has actually changed her entire bedroom around. Her bed is now on the other wall. I walked in here earlier today so freaking confused. I'm essentially a new woman. (laughs) Is that what happens when you rearrange your furniture? Yeah. I do think that, what is it, like, Marie Kondo or whatever? Or is that when she gets rid of everything? Yeah, which I I don't do that. I'm, like, low-key a hoarder. No, you haven't gotten rid of anything. You've just rearranged (laughs) where the shit is. Oh, I beg to differ, though, because I have gotten rid of a few things in my life. What have you gotten rid of, Kim? Please do share. Well, I got a new job, for starters. I... So you got rid of your old job. Yes. Um... Cheers to that. Yep. Woo! Um, got rid of an old boyfriend. (laughs) Bye, boy! Cheers to that. Cheers to that. (laughs) Um... Yeah, what else? I mean, those are two major life changes, though, if we're being real. I will say things have been going pretty good the past three months. I mean, I think, yes, major life changes, but changes for the best, right? Yeah. And again, like... We live, we learn. And how could I forget the biggest change of all? I turned 24, and we didn't even celebrate my birthday on the podcast. We didn't, y'all. We did not have a birthday month for Kim this year, and... I don't even know how... I mean, we had a birthday month, but the podcast wasn't a part of it, unfortunately. Yeah, the podcast people, like, you didn't even get nearly as many happy birthdays as you did last year. Like, how are you, like, surviving? Honestly, yeah. And, again, another year, another list of people who didn't wish me happy birthday who are on my shit list now. Like, Yeah, fuck y'all. If you didn't wish him a happy birthday, like, sorry, you're done. You're dead to me. I mean, that's it. But we did the normal, you know, birthday traditions. We went to Kindred, had ourselves a night... And we hit the bars. Yep. We did a little bit of everything. Yeah, it was great. And again, spending it with the people who I love, who love me, and just birthdays are just great. I mean, I honestly, I do love birthdays. Yeah. It's been a minute since I celebrated mine, but I'm ready for another one. And after my birthday, because it is like that time of year, it's like everybody's birthday. Yeah. So we celebrated Annie's birthday. That's and because I... everyone's parents fuck on like Christmas, New Year's. Oh, yeah. Or, what, Valentine's Day? My parents totally conceived me, like, New Year's. Probably at the mountain house that we're about to go to (laughs) for New Year's. Are you going to be conceiving a child this year? Fuck no. (laughs) Funny part, actually, is that I'm, like, about to be probably, what, the 11th wheel? Yeah, everyone. So Kim planned a New Year's trip with a shit ton of couples, and she's going to be the 11th wheel on the trip that she planned herself. 
Okay, in my defense, I still had a boyfriend at the time that I planned the trip because I would never purposely do this to myself and put myself in this situation, but I have been wanting to, like, utilize this. It's a timeshare that my family has, and we have it for the week of um, December 27th through the 3rd, I guess, so it's over New Year's Eve, and it's honestly super fun, and I love skiing, and I haven't been in a while, so I've always been trying to, like, get a group together. So I've basically never skied in my life. And this is not going to end well for me. Wait, really? Yeah. Okay, I will say, like, seeing isn't one of those things where you're like, oh, I've never done it before. Yeah, just, like, do it. No. Like, you're going to – you might die. I know. I'm prepared to break, like, three ankles. (laughs) Even though I only have two, I'm prepared to break three. I mean, if we're being honest, skiing is, like, low-key dangerous. I know. And, like, you know us. We're probably going to drink before we hit the slopes. Oh, yeah. I mean, in, like, subtle flex, I snowboard. I don't ski, so. Wow. (laughs) Weird flex, but okay. That's not a weird flex. It is, though. I mean, I just grew up skiing, you know, so I'm a snowboard gal. I support that. Yeah. But, yeah, so if anyone um, wants to throw (laughs) in their application to come on the (laughs) New Year's Eve trip with us, feel free. I think this is more extensive of an application than, like, a plus one for a wedding. Like, you're going to have to spend, like, four days with me and all of my crazy friends. No, we're a fucking lit group of people, though. Yeah, Lit equals crazy. Yeah, this is true. So can we circle back to that wedding applications and the weddings that I've been to a little bit? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. So I've been to... It actually hasn't been five. It's been four. Four weddings in two months. Uh, It's a little out of control. Yep. And honestly, it's been the best experience because now every time I go to a wedding, all I do is criticize it and think, well, these are things that I would do, and these are things that I wouldn't do in my wedding in the future. You're really becoming that girl. I am becoming that girl, but, like, not in a bitchy way, just in a, like, oh, some things people logistically plan so poorly, and it's honestly sad. Okay, well, I feel that way every time I go to, like, any type of event, event just yeah. because I... Event planning life. Yeah. No, but seriously, like, you so notice, especially when you go to, like, four back to back to back, mm-hmm. you're like oh shit, like this wedding did this really well, but this wedding didn't, and then vice versa. And there's a difference between being like, oh my gosh, they clearly didn't spend enough money here, and just like, oh my god, they didn't even sit down and logistically plan this out. And the thing is, none of them, it wasn't because of a money spent issue. Like, any of the issues that I had with most of the weddings were just logistics problems. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I would never judge someone's wedding based on, like, the quality of things. But if you just don't even plan it with the guest experience in mind, then you're kind of, like, shitting the bed. Yeah. No, absolutely. So I'm just, like, it's honestly just good to to take notes away from it, I think. I mean, I honestly had a blast at all four of the weddings I went to. Like, I partied, got drunk, danced the night away, you know, had a good time. But So let me ask you this. Yeah. When you and Ross go to a wedding, do you feel, like, extra connected after you leave? Like... Because you've been around so much fresh love and you're, like, kind of tapping into that? I will say it depends on the wedding. So, three of the four weddings I went to, Rosh joined me. Well, I joined him. They were all his friends. <laughs> um, and certain weddings definitely made me feel some type of way more than others. Not because one wedding was more meaningful or anything than the other, but obviously depending on how many speeches are said and stuff like that. Like, one of the weddings that we went to, Ross set a speech at because he was in the wedding And it got me, like, choked up. Like, it was so cute. Like, he did a really good speech. Like, he actually planned it out and shit. I was like, oh, who knew you had this in you, bruh? Aww. So that kind of stuff makes me feel some type of way. I don't get, like, super emotional at weddings. But I definitely... I'm a a hopeless romantic, so, like, weddings, like, really get to me. But I will say, like, this is probably going to sound bad, but, like, being at a wedding with somebody can, like, tell you real quick if you can picture yourself with them or not. Because like, you, like, term, you look sure. at the couple and you're like, oh, my gosh. Could this be me? The love that they have is just so amazing and it's so clear and apparent. And, mm-hmm. like, then you look next to you at your, like, plus one, whoever it may be, and you're just like, mm, yep. This ain't this, it? Or It just reassures yeah. <laughs> whatever you're feeling. I'm not going to say one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's, like, an experience for a couple to have. For sure, yeah. In order to, like, understand the future of your relationship. No, I absolutely agree, because you can obviously just go to weddings with friends, and then, like, this last wedding I went to, actually, I didn't get a plus one, so I went with just a bunch of girlfriends, and the ceremony was really, really romantic, very cute, and I knew both 
the like the bride and the groom very well. Mm-hmm. So watching them say their vows and stuff, like the groom got super choked up. I, I love got, that. I love when the groom gets choked up. I got really emotional because. I'm actually better friends with the groom than the bride, mm-hmm. and, like, he's, like, one of my first college friends to get married, so watching that was, like, very emotional for me and all my friends. Like, we were all definitely, like, close to tears, and I have never been like that at a wedding because most of the weddings I've been to have been Ross's friends. Right. So I definitely had, like, a more emotional connection to this wedding just because I knew the people getting married better, but... And how old are they? Uh, the groom's 25, the bride's 27. Mm. So... I knew them pretty well, and just watching that, it does make you feel and definitely think, like, in that moment, I missed Ross, because I was like, <laughs> oh, like, this makes me think about my relationship. And, and I mean, like, the wine, you know, definitely plays a factor Yeah, I mean, I may have had a couple of drinks before the ceremony. It's fine. But, yeah. So, that's been my uh, past couple of months. That's why we haven't been able to record, though. We've both been out of town well, so fucking much. I've been doing a lot of serious shit and you've just been partying it up at weddings so i mean whatever to each his own you know not fair we have to celebrate the fall in our own ways we usually reconvene on sundays which you know we was the podcast day but now it's football season so yeah so it's saturday morning because now that we're um hashtag adults (laughs) we don't do crazy stuff on saturdays and it's not Saturday day drinking brewery weather so that kind of is another reason to stay in and do well can we talk about how responsible we were this morning Kim and I woke up at like 8 30 I drove to her apartment and we went on a three mile run together yeah it was great we're actually like really good run buddies yeah we run like the exact same pace and we kind of make each other a little bit faster than our natural paces because you know that little competitive edge (laughs) yeah but it was we we really should run together more often. I can't believe we never have in the past. I know we just do yoga. But speaking of, we've been big yoga girls lately. I mean, what's new? But I mean, the pose project is still alive and well. Yeah, we just haven't really like posted, posted. about it. <laughs> but so we've tried a new variation of yoga, which has changed my life. It's changed my life for the better. Yeah, it's called Chakti Yoga. And um, the girl whose classes we go to, she literally invented this type of yoga. Did she really, though? Yeah. Essential Thrive. Because someone said that when we were at book club. Oh, yeah, we're in a book club. Oh, but y'all knew that. Yeah, they knew that already. (laughs) When we were at book club, someone was like, yeah, she invented it. And someone else was like, "Mm, I don't know No, she did. She did. I think it's expanded to other cities and stuff, but she straight up invented it. Like, she teaches, like, the So the the class that we go to, she's, like, the OG. Yeah, she's the OG. Well, no wonder why it's, like freaking mat to mat like yeah so we go to crowded. class and you have to get to class like 30 minutes early to get a good spot in the studio and you can't sign up online and your mats are literally butted up against the person next to you and like so we'll explain what chalk to yoga is it's essentially you're like, supposed to get in touch with your different chakras in your body yeah but essentially it's like twerk yoga like it's like zumba mixed with, with- like a pole dancing class mixed with yoga like, you're literally out there, like, shaking your ass. Like, and you literally twerking. And class. keep in mind, your mat is, like, right up against the person next to you. So when you're, like, leaning over and, like, shaking your butt, it's like, in your the ass other person's is in face. Space, yeah. But it's just so fun, and there's just such good energy that, She'll like, play, you don't like, even care. She plays, like, really, like, feminist, like, em- female empowering rap music. Yeah. And then she plays, like, Mo Bamba and, like, People get hype. Yeah. It's so fun. You, like, jump around the room. You kind of just, like, let yourself go. And I like it because I kind of lose in ambitions. Like, I don't think about things outside of the class. Like, I'm not judging the people around me. Right. And I'm not thinking about people judging me because no one gives a fuck in it. Like, everyone just does their own thing. And it, it took me a while to, like, get to that point. Or not even a while, but, like, the first class that I went to, of course, like, little insecure me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like... Everyone is going to watch me. I don't know how to twerk. And then I slowly started to realize that nobody gives a fuck. It's not about how good you are at shaking your ass. It's just about, like, letting go. Yeah, and it's so damn hot in there that everyone is, like, in their sports bra. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, everyone is, like, okay with just, like, shaking everything, like, wearing a sports bra. And then now this is, like, the third, fourth class that I've been to, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. No, it's... I, like, show up, like, in a sports room, I'm like, what's up, guys? Like... We made our other friend Annie go with us, <laughs> and she, like, when I say she has not an ounce of fat on her body, like, she doesn't, and her, like, trying to twerk was probably the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life, but 
she like still had a great time. Like, she was a good sport about yeah, it. Yeah, we literally had the best time. I think it's just like a really, and it's a fucking hard workout. Yeah, you sweat and burn so many calories. I'm about to get a six pack in a few months here. Yeah, just watch out. I know. Like I watch all the girls in the front row, and like they all have six packs, and like can shake their ass like no other. And I'm like, that's what I want. So Kim actually. <laughs> almost fully did this thing so you basically get into a headstand and twerk in a headstand yeah so i saw this other girl do it well the teacher and like her friend her disciples (laughs) no she literally has like religious followers yeah (laughs) but they got into like a tripod for the yogis out there who know what that is you're like bouncing on your head with like your arms next to it kind of in like a a tripod yeah and then they had their legs up in the air like with their knees bent and like spread apart and they were twerking and I was like okay that's that's my new goal like right there I want to be able to do that yeah and then last class like she got you I got mean, it for a little bit yeah I couldn't tell obviously the problem I with me looking, but... is that like I can't really do a headstand that well oh see shout out to cheerleading in high school because that's the only reason why I'm like semi good at yoga See, I'm good at yoga, but the headstand thing, like, I don't think my head is, like, the right shape. Oh, it's, like, not flat on the top? Yeah. I don't know, but (laughs) it really hurts my head when I try to get into a headstand. Yeah. I have, like, a flat part on the top of my head. That you can, like, balance on? See, I don't have, I don't have, like, a little, I've been, I've tried, I've really tried, but now I'm afraid I'm gonna fucking break my neck, so I (laughs) get really scared. Yeah, well, don't do that. (laughs) But anyways, Chalk D is bae. If you're ever in the Charlotte area, please come to a class with us. Like, hit us up. No, so we started this, like, group message about Chalk D, and we're, like, inviting all of our girlfriends, and we're like, come on, like. There's, like, nine girls in this text message, right? And every week I send the same message. I'm like, guys, Chalk D (laughs) tonight at 6.30. And then. Show up at 6. Bring your mats and a water bottle. Let's fucking go. And I always follow up and I'm like, I'll be there and like waiting for everyone else to chime in. And everyone's like, oh, I don't know. I'm working late tonight. Yeah, sorry. Like, but next week I'll definitely be there. And I'm like, you liars. No, but I told them, I said, I'm going to send this message every week until I get everyone (laughs) in this group message to come. We've been like big on the group message game though lately, I feel like. I feel like I'm in 17 group messages (laughs) with a variation of the same people. Aside from the fact that it, like, gives me a ton of anxiety when they're all texting at the same time, I'm, like, a big group message fan. Okay, well, can we talk about our, my new favorite group message that we have? Yeah. Okay, so, right now, Kim and I have a group message with two of our guy friends who don't live in the Charlotte area. (laughs) And can I just say, like, I'm the only person in the group message in a relationship, but it's... (laughs) (laughs) She's, like, the mom. (laughs) I'm literally the mom in this fucking group message, but... It's so cool to watch people, like, bounce each other's relationship questions off of each other. See, I love it because they're totally outside sources. Like, you're, I would say, pretty heavily involved in my day-to-day life. Yeah, you'd say. I've seen you, like, four (laughs) days in a row now. (laughs) So you understand, like, things that I experience and you know normally the people who I interact with. Right. But, like, being able to go to the group message and just being like, hey, like, outside opinion, what do you think of XYZ? And a male outside opinion, too. Right. Like, and I have, like, good guy friends. Like, shout out Graham. (laughs) Graham, we love you. Previous (laughs) podcast guest. Um, But, again, like, he knows the people who I, like... Interact with and, like, hang out with and all that. But for these guys to give, like, their outside guy opinion... Even, like, outside of Charlotte. Yeah, It's, absolutely. like, super helpful. Yeah, and vice sometimes, versa. But sometimes like, it's, like, okay, you don't understand because you yeah. don't live here. But I think vice versa, too. So, like, they'll text us, like, screenshots of their hinge conversation. Which is my favorite. <laughs> or, like, girls that they've matched with and we're, like, oh, you totally have a type. Yeah. Or, like, oh, like, this girl's canceling, like, your date, trying to postpone it or whatever. Like, this is the reason why we think. Well, my favorite conversation the other day, we were talking about our types, and then it turned into, like, and mind you, this is during the work day, and I was, like, man, I really said I was, like, going to focus and get shit done today, but then I end up, like, going back and screenshotting all of the pictures of my ex-boyfriends, and we all sent them, and we are yeah, like... Yeah, we all sent all pictures of our exes, and we were like, so these are all the people I've dated. Do you think I have a type? And it was the funniest conversation. We were like, okay, here's my portfolio. <laughs> yeah, here's my portfolio. Judge me. But it's so funny because one of our friends, he was like, I people don't think I have a type, and then he sends all of his exes, and I'm like... You have a fucking type. Yeah. Well, honestly, it was interesting even for me to, like, go back and look at it because I've never, like, 
looked at it as a whole like that. Me neither. It was so entertaining. But even to see, like, those pictures next to each other in the group message, I was like, hmm. Like, Mm. I didn't have a type, and then I, like, slowly started to have one, and then, like... It's just, no, it's totally an interesting experiment. So, I challenge you all out there. Find some people of the opposite sex that don't necessarily, (laughs) like... They're not necessarily in your close friend circle, but they're friends of yours to like bounce relationship advice off of because I think it's a really good source yeah and again over the past like three months we've really become friends with a lot of random people including our new best friends who are in a band who I would say were low-key they're groupies yeah so Kim and I this is another thing that's happened in the past three months we've been up to a lot we've been up to a lot we've actually hung out more than I like at first, when we were about to record this, I was like, have we really hung out that much? But then thinking back on it, we hang out, like, at least once a week. So, I mean, yeah. aside from you going to the weddings, and that means that I, like, don't get to see you, we've yeah. hung out our normal amount of time. This is true. So, yeah, during this time, um, we decided to go to what is called a So Far concert. If yes. they have So Far in your city, which they probably do if you live in any somewhat metropolitan area. Yeah, Google it. Because, okay, so if you go to S-O-F-A-R sounds.com mm-hmm. so far sounds you can look up your city and essentially it's like a secret concert thing so you apply for tickets and then if you get chosen tickets are only like 15 10 and the whole idea behind it is that it's like an intimate concert experience so it's always like less than 50 people and i mean at least in charlotte they do it on like in, like, surrounding breweries or, like, small venue types, and they get – it's always three different acts, and they try to get, like, three distinctive bands or a single artist or anyone, and you have to stay the whole time, and you're encouraged, like, to not have your phone out unless you're, like, recording for the artist's purpose of, like, promotion. Yeah, like, tagging them in your Instagram story or something like that. Right, but, like, you're not supposed to talk. You're not supposed to get up and leave. Like, you have to be there – on time and you have to stay the whole time because it's like super intimate it's honestly so cool because it kind of changes like the whole perspective of like the millennial generation and like i don't know everyone's so selfish these days and like constantly (laughs) thinking about like how is this helping my life you know Mm -hmm. what i mean or like oh they're like having a side conversation in the background like i was talking to someone the other day who was like at literally the elton john concert which how can you not be paying attention at the fucking I'm so Elton sad John concert? I didn't go to that. And she was saying that the person in front of her was like being an asshole and like not like enjoying the moment really or like even like paying First attention. First of all, to those tickets are not cheap. So if I paid for a ticket, I would certainly be paying attention. Yeah, absolutely. But it just show, goes to show you how like what a selfish society we live in these days. But that's why I like the idea of so far because I think it it's like really cool to kind of get you removed from like yeah, everyday concert experience. And I love that they partner with, like, local up-and-coming artists to give them that, like, new channel of promotion. Well, I and don't know I mean, if it... you know this, but um, Billie Eilish yeah. was, back in the day, did So Far concerts. I did know that because I watched all the videos before, like, I started getting into it. So that just goes to show you, like, literally Billie Eilish is now Billie fucking Eilish. So imagine if one of these, like, artists that we've seen in concert at, like, a $15 show ends up making it. Well, honestly, the band that we saw at our So Far concert, I think they might make it. And it was really cool because they're actually, they live in Raleigh, which is my hometown, Hometown, for those of you who know. But they went to school at App State, which is also, like, in the... North Carolina area. Yeah. It's in the mountains. But they were really good. So it was, like, four of them, um, a lead singer, like, two guitarists, and a drummer. And they claim to be, like, kind of, like, Modest Mouse-ish, like, You know who they also kind of remind me of? Fun? Yeah, okay. I could definitely see that. You know, remember that band? Okay. (laughs) They just give me that vibe, and the lead singer is so awesome. He's... Like, literally our new best friend. Shout out, Zach. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, we chatted with them after the original So Far show. And we're like, we really liked your music. Like, can we follow you on Spotify or whatever? 
and they had played some new songs from their new album that's coming out, which isn't released yet. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, which is killing me. Like, I need that album to be released like right now. Um, but we followed them on Spotify. Shouts to them. Their name is Arson Daily. Oh yeah, why haven't we plugged? We them haven't yet? plugged them yet. Arson Daily on you know Instagram. We'll, we'll post and we'll tag. Yeah, we'll tag them in um all of our shit. But they're honestly so good. And seriously, they're touring everywhere so i think they were last just night, in new york city then they were in dc yeah and they're gonna circle back to like do shows in raleigh and the, another one in charlotte i guess mm-hmm. what is that in february in february yeah um but so after the so far concert we talked to them and they were like we're playing tomorrow at the evening muse which is like a really kind of tiny music venue in like the plaza midwood area for those charlotte people out there but I was like, okay, I'm so down to go. And Madison was like, oh, I have a rehearsal dinner. Like, I don't think I'll be able to make it. Yeah, shouts to my wedding fucking life. And one of our friends, oh, shout out Doug, was coming to visit. And I was like, well, he's visiting. So, like, I'm making the plans. So, I just bought us tickets. (laughs) And, oh, and then Graham was coming too. Oh, yeah. So, I texted both of them. I was like, hey, I bought us tickets to this concert. Like, we're going. And they were like, (laughs) No choice. (laughs) And I was like, it's this band I just saw tonight. They're really good. Like, I promise. And they're like, okay, probably not, but whatever. Um... Madison ends up being able to come. Yeah, so the rehearsal dinner ends. Ross is like, oh, I'm going out with the guys in the wedding to have, like, you know, the night before the wedding celebration because he was in the wedding. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go to this concert then bye. (laughs) Madison shows up in her Canadian tuxedo. Yeah, straight up wearing, you know, my ripped jeans and my jean jacket because that's my vibe. And I cried when you said that. So we went to dinner before the concert and Madison was obviously doing her thing. So we met up, like... On, on our the way into the, the concert. <laughs> but she texts us and she said, look for the girl in a Canadian tuxedo who's going to be being hit on by lesbians. Literally story of my life. I didn't even know what a Canadian tuxedo was. Is that like a denim common on term? Denim. Yeah, denim on denim. Like, where did that even come from? I don't know. It's just the Canadian tuxedo. That's what it is. But like, what? how does that even tie into Canadians? I don't know. Maybe Canadians just wear a lot of denim. Like... Really? Is that a thing? I don't know. All I know is that denim on denim is a Canadian tuxedo. Okay, well, I thought it was hilarious that you said that, and you didn't end up getting hit on by lesbians. I didn't. I don't think there were any at the concert, though. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, but we were we were front row. We were, like, official groupies, and... Stayed after the show, bought t-shirts, chatted with the band. I got the set list, and they all signed it for me, and, like, wrote little notes, like, thanks for coming, Kim. Like, thanks for bringing your friends. Like, because we brought Mary, too. Yeah. So we, like, showed up with a squad, and we were like, we're here. Remember us from last night? Well, the thing is, I was like, oh, they probably won't, but, like... Zach, the lead singer guy, walks up and he's like, Kim, right? I was yeah, like, Yeah, no, he remembered yeah. my name too. And I was like, What? Oh my God. Yeah. I feel famous. They were so nice and really cool. And like, I definitely want to go see them again. But we told them about the podcast and we told them the next time they're in Charlotte, they have to be a feature. Yeah. Especially Zach. Yeah. Because they're, they're really cool guys. Like, I think that they would, they would and they're around our content. age. I think they're like 24. I think, yeah, they're probably like 22, 23. I think yeah. they're younger than us. But, but super talented. Like, so, if you have any cool local artists in your area, or if you do have so far sounds in your city, totally sign up because you never know who you're going to find and who you're going to meet. Yeah, hashtag support local music. I mean, obviously, big live music girl over here, but support just, like, those up-and-coming bands because, one, you never know if they're going to be famous one day, and then you can be like, oh, yeah, I still... I saw Elton John when he was just, like, uh, playing in the back of a bar, you know? Like, like I was in from key. the ground floor, baby. Yeah. But I could really see these guys taking off. But also, like, the support means a lot to them because, like, they are kind of putting their They're life aside artists. in order to, like, put like pour everything that they have into this one dream. And I just it's think that passion. that's so cool. Yeah. And not even to, like, mention that my brother is, like, I wouldn't say a starving artist, but, yeah, I would say a starving artist. <laughs> For a lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, but, like, I can see how much, like, work and effort goes into, like, playing music and learning songs and, like, buying equipment and recording music and, like, promoting it and just getting people to kind of, like, hear it. I mean, I've always been... I just been, think that's so commendable. Yeah. I've always been an advocate for, for art in general. Right. And I wish I could sing or play an instrument. I have neither of those talents, <laughs> but I wish I did. So watching people that are talented perform on stage is always like you can I just don't live vicariously through them. I don't understand that people that don't enjoy live music because I live I, and die for live music. Like, I don't I just understand. Feel, I feel so emotionally connected when I'm like watching people who are talented perform. 
Can we talk about our next live performance that we're going to? So from, you know, starving local artists to <laughs> the Jonas Brothers, baby. We balled out. We spent like $200 on floor seats for the Jonas Brothers, which honestly, like. I think we got a good deal. I would consider that to not be that much for floor seats. Yeah. And we had talked about like, okay, we're going to get like semi-decent seats and Madison was like no floor all the way she's like well go big or go home baby and I was like at work and I was like "Mm, I can like swing it and then we texted our group message I was like I was willing to get shittier seats right for like a slightly cheaper price but but they were only like $20 cheaper so I was like okay that's definitely worth it and I was also like if I can convince literally anyone to get a floor seat with me I will go because I obviously don't want to get a floor And if there's anyone you can convince... It's Kim. It's me. <laughs> but I was, like, texting my mom because... Okay, let's just do a little quick rewind. The Jonas Brothers were my first ever concert in life. And not only that, they were, like, my second ever concert in life. And when I was, like, I guess 13 in eighth grade or whatever, I... Like, got floor seats to the Jonas Brothers for my birthday in 8th grade. I think it was, like, my 13th birthday or whatever. And my mom got me floor seats, like, 6th row. And I cried. Like, I literally didn't even have a real camera. I had some digital camera. And I'm, like, out here taking videos and photos of the Jonas Brothers. Like, my photography is going to, like, end up in Vogue or something. But those memories are, like, the fi- my most fond memories. Going to Jonas Brothers concerts and just, like, crying my heart out and being, you know, that 13-year-old girl that's just, like, obsessed. Wait, so what year was that? 20... 2009. Okay. So I went to actually... I went to two concerts, two Jonas Brothers concerts in 2009. So I went to the first concert Wait, ever. what? Floor seats. Second concert. Shitty seats. But my mom got me tickets to both. Like, fuck yeah. It was literally the same tour. I went to two concerts on the same tour. In the same city? One was in Boston. That was the first one. And the other one was in Connecticut at Mohegan Sun Casino. That's cool. And it was just, like, such an emotional experience for 13-year-old Madison. No, I think Madison is going to cry on Wednesday. Oh, by the way, it's on a Wednesday, too. So we're, like, all kind of strategically trying to figure out how we're going to leave work early on Wednesday. And then go to work late (laughs) on Thursday. And I was like, okay, I think I can, like, swing it. I mean, I can definitely leave work early, but I think I need, like, a decent excuse in order to show up late on Thursday. Well, I have a new boss starting Monday, and I'm just going to be like, sorry, I'm going to the Jonas Brothers concert. Bye, bye. <laughs> Our other friend who's coming with us, like, sent us a screenshot. She sent an email to her boss, and the subject line was, can I leave early on, like, Wednesday, 11, whatever it is. 11.20, like, I think. Yeah. And she going was, like, to the Jonas She's like, go to the Jonas Brothers concert. <laughs> I keep, like, posting that meme of um, yeah, Zach, Zach Galifianakis from uh, The Hangover where he's like, sorry, I'm busy next week. The Jonas Brothers are yeah, in town. Yeah, he's like, mm, next week's no good for me. The Jonas Brothers are in town. And I'm like, wait, that's literally my life right now. But I'm so excited. I love the new album. I love the old albums. Every one of my friends who has been to the show in other cities, this um, tour yeah. has said it's been I know when I posted on, concert. on Instagram everyone responded to my story and they were like oh my god I saw them and it's amazing so on top of that uh, my mom found my concert t-shirt from 2009 Ugh, uh, and I said bitch you gotta send that to me let's go <laughs> so my mom like sends me the concert to you so I'm literally gonna be rocking my 10 year old it fascinating it shocks me I'm old as fuck but like I went to a Jonas Brothers concert over 10 years ago. I, like, forget that I've even been alive over 10 years sometimes. I'm like, (laughs) that seems like a really long-ass time. Like, my first concert was over 10 years ago. That's insane to me. So I'm I'm fucking hyped to wear my old tee. Hopefully, you know. I'm wearing your new tee. Kim's wearing my new tee. Obviously, I own several Jonas Brothers (laughs) t-shirts. And just all I hope for is that I can get one look in the eye from Joe. That's all I want. Yeah, no, I, like, I legitimately think Madison's gonna cry. No, I'm going to cry. No matter what songs they sing, I'm going to cry. But anyways, to prepare for said Jonas Brothers concert, I recently got hooked up with a Disney Plus password, so I've been watching, naturally, um, all of the Hannah Montana episodes, including the ones that have the Jonas Brothers in them. Kim literally tweets, what was it, yesterday, <laughs> last night? 
Googled what is the name of the Hannah Montana episode with the Jonas Brothers. No, that was literally me, like, low-key drunk after we got home from book club. I... Oh, it was Thursday night. Yeah, it was Thursday. And I got home, and I, like, Googled. I was like, okay, I don't... It's late. I, like, don't want to, like, just watch random episodes. I specifically want to watch the one with the Jonas Brothers in it. Can we talk about their hair in that episode? Yes, oh my god. Joe has, like, Kevin? a swoop. Yeah. And their hair is, like, spiky. Like, oh my god, I can't. It's so Nick funny. looks normal, because he just, he is just so cute. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was great, like, where they're, like, shooting the marshmallow guns, like, at Robbie Ray. They're in the studio. Oh my god, yeah. It just makes me, like, jealous all over again. Like, I was like, I remember when I used to watch this, like, as a kid. I was like, why can't I have Hannah Montana's life? Like, she's so cool, and, like... And She's now it's, so like, talented. Miley Cyrus, like, getting divorced from, what is it, Liam? Is it Liam? Or yeah. Is the one? Yeah. And, Liam like, Hemsworth. possibly, like, having a relationship with, what, Caitlyn? Um, yeah. What's his name? Uh. Caitlyn Jenner? Jenner's, no, no, not Caitlyn Jenner, but Brody Jenner's ex-wife, who's all, whose name is Caitlyn as well. Would her name not be Caitlyn Jenner? I think she never took his last name. Okay. Also, they're not married. I don't know if they're married anymore or what their deal is. That whole thing is, it's complicated. Here we are back again trying to act like we know about pop culture. Yeah, we don't. We don't, we don't know shit that's going on. Anyways, no, I still, like, would love to have Miley's life. I don't know. Her life is complicated. She went down the wrecking ball path. <laughs> she chose that life for herself. This is true. This is true. But... I mean, just thank God she doesn't have a, a shaved head or anything crazy. No, but can we talk some more about Disney Plus? Shouts to our Millie friend that gave us their Disney Plus password. He who shall not be named. <laughs> because we don't want um, him to get harassed for the password from other people. And he's not giving it to anyone it's else. It's for your protection. Yeah. We love you, though. But what else have you been watching on Disney Plus? Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, I was watching Lizzie McGuire and drinking tea when Madison showed up this morning, and I was, like, honestly kind of pissed. You texted me last night, and you were like, set your alarm for 8.30, and I was like, oh, like, I don't want to get up early, but... But aren't you so happy about how productive we've been today? I was, yes, but, like, again, I just stayed up, like, unnecessarily late last night, and I didn't even go out. I didn't even watch Disney Plus either. I don't know what I was doing. I mean, oh, wait, I know what I was doing. <laughs> Girls' Night In. Yeah. Kim and I both had respective Girls' Night In apart from each other. Yeah. It's honestly nice, though. Like, I think that's just, like, a twenty mid-20s thing where you're, like, let's get Over together. going out. You're, like, let's get together and do nothing together. And everyone's, like, yes. Like, that's I would amazing. love nothing more. Because on a normal night when everyone's, like, let's go out, everyone is, like, kind of, like, smiling through their teeth, like, okay, yeah, like, let's go out. It's going to be so fucking fun. And you're, like, having to go through the motions of finding the outfit and, like, making sure that you're decently hydrated so you don't end up, like, a complete hungover mess the next day. Piece even though, shit. Even though 10 out of 10 times you always do anyway. It's just, like, a whole process, and it's just not enjoyable anymore, like, at this old age of 24 that we are these days. This is true. <laughs> this is true. But staying in is just, like, perfect, because you're like, okay, I'm close to my home. I can wear my PJs. Like, our girls' night, it was Christmas PJ-themed. I don't know about yours. We didn't have a theme other than tacos and tequila. Which... Okay, so I would say that's a theme. Is that a theme? Yeah. But you're just, like, in the comforts of not your own home, but somebody else's home who you know, and there's, like... Not loud music and other random people around you. And you, like, just don't like, have to put makeup on. It's amazing. It's a crowded bar, yeah, and you can drink cheaper, if not free, drinks. We like, did have a male crash ours, ooh, unfortunately, which I wasn't a that's tough. huge fan of, but... Actually, technically, we had a male crash ours, too, when my friend, who was hosting her God, boyfriend, why did we have to be in relationships? Rude. He wasn't crashing. Like, he lives there, but when he got home, <laughs> he it, it, I will say it killed the vibe. We were like, all right, we're out. See, the guy that crashed ours, he crashed, and then he left, and then he crashed again. Um, what? That's even worse. I know. I was just like, get the fuck out of here. No one asked you to be here, but... <laughs> He was in entertainment because he was fucked up, so, like, he was just saying stupid shit, and I was like, okay, I guess you're kind of providing some entertainment for the, the crowd. Yeah, but still, like, if guys had showed up last night, like, I would have been pissed. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm in my PJs, I don't want to, like, talk to anybody that is, like, gonna be an issue. 
I'm all about the girls' night in, though. Yeah. No, it was fun. We were, like, <laughs> playing music Kim was videos. drinking white Russians last <laughs> night. Like, I don't even know what was happening over there. I got, like, Snapchats from them, and they're drinking white Russians. I'm like... Okay, so I had half of one white Russian because, like, I have a low-key lactose problem. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to go there. Can we talk about how white Russians are the reason I got fat freshman year of college? (laughs) When you told me that this morning, I, like, was crying laughing. I was like, the fact that I think we all know that we went through a fat phase in college because whether it's drinking (laughs) too much keg beer or just, like, eating eating Chick-fil-A on campus every single day and not working out or, like, whatever it might be. But it was funny that Madison was like, yeah, when I uh, started liking white Russians and went out to the bar and would order them, that's what made me fat. I remember, like, me and my roommate, freshman year of college, obviously, you know, fake ID in hand, walk into the bar, and my mom, someone had told me recently about white Russians, and I was like, all right, like, I'm gonna try this, I've never had it before, whatever. Who orders a white Russian at a college bar on a Wednesday? <laughs> me. And I have one, and I'm like, wait, this is literally liquid gold. Like, why does liquid this, gold. <laughs> this taste amazing? And then I realized, oh, this probably has, like, 4,000 calories in it. Oh, easily, like, 600 and I And I'm having, like, four of them in a night. Like, no fucking wonder I gained so much weight. That's a really interesting point, though, because now I'm thinking about, like, what was it that made me fat in college? Because I feel like it was it was something for everybody, for me, it was the white Russians, I'm telling you. For, like, every frat guy out there, it was definitely, like, beer. Keg beer, yeah. Bud Light. But, like, I didn't... Uh, honestly, mine might be beer, because when I first started college, I was that girl, like, all of them out there who were like, I don't like beer, like, blah, 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 like, I want wine or something, or I'll bring, like, my own vodka, vodka. in a water bottle. Yeah, Burnett's, baby, let's go. <laughs> like, um, do you have a mixer? Like, I have my Burnett's in this water bottle that I just travel with. Um, but finally, I was just like, okay, this is A, inconvenient, and B, like, embarrassing, so I'm just gonna force myself to like beer, and I think that's when, like, I got fat. That's when you got fat. When I started liking beer. But I also didn't always drink beer. I mean, I would drink, like, the keg beer kind of, like, unwillingly. But when I would go out, I'd be like, yeah, I like beer, but I would only get, like, Angry Orchards, which are, like, full of sugar. So, honestly, Angry Orchards, I think that's what made me fat. That might have done it, too. And Red's Apple Ale. I actually like Red's. Reds. I loved Red's. I liked Red's before I liked Angry Orchard, because Angry Orchard is, like, slightly less sweet. Oh, yeah. Red's is straight up sugar. Yeah, I think that and maybe, I don't know, Four Locos. (laughs) You drank Four Locos? Freshman year of college, absolutely. Four Fun fact. And I've... Mad Dogs. I went through a big Mad Dogs phase. Ugh. And I know, Ugh. like, we have we have a couple friends out there, shouts to the Twitter squad, you know who you are, <laughs> who, like, dr- like drink, uh, whatever you call it, um, Mad Dogs now is, like, a bit. But, like, I drank <laughs> Mad Dogs in college, like, actually. Which okay. is, like, a homeless person drink. <laughs> They're like three dollars, and it gets you blackout. Can I say I was on my way to like a like an event the other day in Uptown, like a breakfast, like corporate event, and I passed this homeless guy who was like drinking a four loco, like in a paper bag. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like this is this is what society has. But come okay, to. fun fact: I've actually never had a four loco. You haven't? Mm-mm. Not even like the new formula. No, I've had like a sip of somebody's, but like I've never actually purchased and drank or even not purchased but just drank Drank. an entire four loco i remember well actually two weekends ago i was in clemson for a football game shouts to wofford we played clemson and lost but we did score two touchdowns hey unc charlotte also played clemson and also lost hello (laughs) fuck clemson Um, yeah no fuck clemson but we went and one of our friends who was with us literally on the way from where we were staying which was in greenville to clemson which is like a 40 minute drive drank an entire four loco and he's the biggest heavyweight i've ever met in my life like he could probably drink four four locos and be oh reasonably okay but that, like makes me nauseous just he had like... a full one before we even got to the tailgate i was like bro you good he's like i mean i'm feeling myself but i'm good <laughs> And I'm like, every time I've ever drank in a Four loco, which I did in college several times, I've thrown up. Not, like, because I was too drunk, because I think my body could not 
physically digest the contents of the Four loco. Aren't there, like, seriously bad ingredients in Four Locos? I, well, I guess you said the new recipe. I think it's straight toxins, honestly. Well, wasn't there, like, caffeine in it, too? And it was, like... That's a- the old recipe, but yeah. <laughs> I love how you call it a recipe. <laughs> I picture someone there in the factory just, like, with this big vat of, like, this gross colored liquid, and they're like, ooh, the recipe, a little bit of, a like little a bit of this, witch a little bit of caffeine. like a fucking witch mixing it up with a massive, like, <laughs> wooden stick. And they're like, mm, about to get so many college kids fucked up with this recipe. <laughs> That's like actually what I'm picturing right now. No, that's literally accurate, though. Like, I'm confused why that's so accurate. <laughs> Oh, this rosé has me giggly. Oh, I love rosé. <laughs> yeah, we obviously normally drink mel- mimosas. Mel- mel- we mel- drink millennials and mimosas. <laughs> millennials and mimosas, you know. But we had to go rosé because we already had a crap of mimosas before we recorded. Honestly, I was down for champagne, but you said rosé, and I was like, mm, Rosé always calls my name. I don't know why. <laughs> calls your name. It's okay, but the Harris Teeter really just fucked up the whole wine aisle. Like, they switched everything around so, like, the red isn't where it used to be. And it's the honestly white. rude. Why, yeah. would, why would the grocery But they haven't that? changed the signs yet. So, like, we went to go find the rosé, and it was, like, in the Merlot-labeled section. I was like, this is just, like... This is incorrect. Yeah. It's just I'm, I'm personally offended by it, honestly. Also, I feel like this has been an extra explicit episode. Has it? I feel like we've dropped a lot of F-bombs. I don't think I've said fuck one time. That is a lie because you've said it at least four times because I've been taking note. There was a podcast I was listening to the other day where they were talking about swearing in public. And I definitely have a problem with it. (laughs) Hi, I'm Madison. Hi, Madison. (laughs) And I have a problem with swearing. No, swearing in public is the problem. I just spit. It's fine. Um, swearing in public is my problem because there are children around and I forget that children exist because I don't spend any time around children literally ever. Yeah. Like I live in Uptown. There's no children in Uptown. I go to work. Obviously there are no children at work. I go to twerk yoga. There's obviously no children there. Actually, (laughs) there was a child there. Yeah, the instructor. Because the girl's daughter was there, and I was, like, concerned for her. Like, she was just, like, walking. No, that girl's going to be the most empowered bitch ever growing up. She will, but she'll be like, oh, it's also normal to just, like, twerk my ass everywhere. Which, like, it's normal once you, like, pass the age of, like, 18. But before that, like, if my daughter was trying to twerk any time before that, I would not be okay with it. I feel that. (laughs) Yeah, no, so I just need to, to chill on my... It's not even swearing, it's just my F-bombs. I say fuck so much more than I think I do, and Ross always calls me out for it, and I'm like, what? And he's like, stop saying fuck, we're literally in a restaurant. (laughs) Wait, that's funny that he, like, notices it and calls you out on it. No, he notices it way more, and I think it's also because, like, shouts to my mom. She's (laughs) she's a cool bitch, but my mom- Oh, Mary Beth, love her. My mom is, like- always sworn around me like she swears more than anybody else I know yeah my mom's a big swear like (laughs) apparently when I was like three I said um something along the lines of like I can't tie my fucking shoes like I used (laughs) fucking in the right context and my mom was like shit I should probably stop swearing in front of my child and like love that so I've literally been like around it my whole life so I guess I don't notice it as much when other people say it unless it's like so aggressive and obnoxious but yeah no I like go through phases and it definitely depends on like who I spend time around but I think if if your parents though aren't big swears I feel like you're not as likely to be but I'm like well I've been around it my whole life see I almost feel like the opposite because my parents are like the opposite like my mom growing up like I used to say like shut up and she'd be like oh my god don't say that or I would say like crap and she'd be like oh my god you cannot say that so now like that's the thing though my mom was like that too because even though she said fuck in front of me all the time could you imagine my mom saying fuck no no she like like occasionally she'll get mad and say like shit and then she'll be like excuse me I'm sorry and I'm like mom it's cool cool. like say shit (laughs) no I remember like in fourth grade, I remember saying something like, this sucks, and my mom yelled at me for saying sucks. Yeah, no, oh my god. My parents used to always yell at me for saying sucks. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> I didn't say that. You were but... like, are you fucking kidding me? I can't say sucks. That's what I was thinking. Wait, do you I... remember the very first curse word that you said? Yeah. 
What was it? Well, like, out loud to someone. Yeah. I remember in eighth grade, well, this was probably wasn't the first time I said something to someone, but I have, like, such a distinct memory of this. This is why it's so, like, a big remembrance for me. Um, oh, thanks. I was really mad. This girl was straight bullying me in eighth grade. Like, she was so mean to Wait, me. Wait, your first curse word was in eighth grade? No, but, like, this is, like, the first distinctive okay. memory I have of, like, being an asshole to someone else. Mm-hmm. And using a curse word in that sentence, you know what I mean? Right. So this girl was straight bullying me like she was a bitch, like I fucking hated her. And <laughs> <laughs> the swear words come out. Um, and I literally remember being at the lunch table and going, "You're a fucking bitch." Ooh, a double curse word. Like literally at the lunch table, and like it was seventh or eighth grade. And just, like, walking away and then sitting at another lunch table and, like, didn't sit at that lunch table for the rest of the year because the girl was so mean to me. And I told my mom. I, like, came home and I told my mom. And my mom was like, good, fuck her. She sucks. <laughs> You're so, like, mom, I thought we couldn't say sucks. No, but my mom was, like, happy because the girl was really mean to me. And I was like, you know what? Someone Sometimes someone needs to, like, be put in their place. Whatever. Okay, so... And, like, stand up for yourself, you know? So I feel like the first time I really swore in, like, an aggressive way, it was... It was in good context because it was me standing up for myself. Okay, so my first swear story is just, like, completely not on the same, like, <laughs> level as, as that. Um, I actually didn't even realize that I was saying a swear word. So my brother obviously grew up playing hockey, so, like, big hockey family, and we are talking about it at the dinner table. Yeah. And I think I was, like, maybe, like, ten at this time. Okay. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was, like, so cool when, like, Justin, like, got the puck. But instead of puck, I accidentally said fuck. And, but I didn't realize it at the time because I didn't know, like, what word I was saying. And everyone at the table just stopped. And my brother just busts out laughing. My mom, like, had seen a ghost. Like, she was like, what? And, like, this just makes my family seem, like, entirely, like, so proper. And, like, I promise it's not really like that. But we're sitting at the dinner table and they're like, oh, my God what did you just say? And I was like, what? And I was like, oh, I mean puck. But they were still just, like, silent. And they were like, what? And my brother's, like, cracking up. And I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. And my parents are like, go to your room. And I'm like, what? Like, and I didn't even finish my dinner. And I was, like, in trouble because I said this word and I didn't even know what it was. I was like. See, but that's different. I think it's different when you don't know what you're saying. Because, like, like I said, when I was, like, three or whatever, and I said I can't tie my fucking shoes. Like, well, obviously they weren't going to send you to bed without (laughs) dinner. Like, (laughs) I was three. I can't remember what age I was. It must have been, like, 10 or 12 or something. But, but I remember I was, like, so distraught. I was like, I don't understand what I said. They were like, you know what you did. I was like, no, I don't. Swear words are so Anyway, so I'm I'm surprised I'm not scared from saying the word, scarred from saying the word fuck. No, now I just swear in front of my mom like it's NBD. No, I love when, like, your mom FaceTimes you in front of me because, like, you just, like, answer and she's like, oh, fucking fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I I love a good swear word. I think it really lets the tension out. So honestly, you know what I love? Can I just side note really quick? Mm-hmm. I love when yoga instructors swear in like a empowering way. Yeah, in like a subtle, relaxing way. Like <laughs> all of the yoga instructors that I like do it, and they're always like, like you just don't give a shit, like yeah. whatever, and they'll say stuff like that, and I'm like, yeah, I don't give a shit, like <laughs> hell yeah, like let's go i feel so good right now i'm so empowered yeah and i just i don't know i just like that because i feel like it's real you know i feel very spiritually connected in yoga classes because i'm not like super religious outside of that so it's like my way to like feel feel that type of way like feel connected and i don't you can't get that anywhere else do we want to talk about how i cried in yoga the other day oh yeah let's circle back to yoga really quick so kim and i went to a double shot of yoga which is we did an intense power flow for one hour. Power flow meaning like an exerting yoga class where you like do a lot of poses like, and like it's and like faster pace and it's like a lot of ab work and leg work and whatever. So we did that, and then following that was a meditation yin flow, which is like you literally go in like seven poses for an hour. Like yeah. you are 
it's the chillest class. It's not an exercise. It's a meditation. And it's like a deep stretch too. Like you like sit in this pose for a long time and you like my really thighs fit. were like burning at one point. Yeah. Because my thighs were like on fire. And but... she's like coaching you through it. It's dark. Like they lit candles. Like it's like supposed to be super relaxing. It's very spiritual. It's very relaxing. It's it's and it, awesome. And it I was it. relaxing, but, like, so at the end of a yoga class, like, for those of you who aren't yogis, they do what's called vinyasa. Or no, shavasana. Shavasana, sorry. <laughs> vinyasa right. is part of the power flow. Yeah. Um, shavasana, which is, like, your final resting pose, and it's essentially you just laying on your back, like, your le- your hands are, like, beside Ow, you, your, your legs, legs are, are like splayed out. out. And... They normally, they'll either, like, talk through it or just, like, turn up the music and it's, like, really calming music and you just kind of, like, sit there with your thoughts. But for people like me who, like, have anxiety, shouts to all the um, anxious people out there, (laughs) you understand, like, when you're just lying there with your own thoughts, you're like, "Mm, this isn't so appealing to me because it's, like, just you don't have any like other distractions like i love like, you i really love like working out it. because it's like okay my blood's pumping like yeah i'm like going but when i'm just lying there i'm like ooh this kind of makes me like uncomfortable and you're lying there awake like you're not trying to fall asleep or anything so it's like you're not like working on that and some people are like oh i'm so relaxed like i always like fall asleep like during shavasana i'm like mm, not me but so this meditation class that we did we were like being like she was coaching through us it. through a meditation. Like, yeah. she was straight up, like, I mean, I don't know if any of y'all have, like, one of those apps where they, like, coach you through a meditation, but it was essentially that, but it was, like, someone we know doing it, so it's even more, like, emotionally influencing, I would say. Yeah, and so the whole, like, premise behind it, she was saying, like, just imagine yourself in this, like, open field, field and it's, like, your happy place, whatever it may be, and you're sitting up against this, like great big tree and like the leaves are swaying and it's a beautiful day out and then all of a sudden this person joins you and it's the person that like you love the most who loves you who like knows so much about you and she's like getting you to kind of like create this image in your brain and so for For the record I invited Kim to sit (laughs) under my tree because I was just feeling really emotionally connected to her no I like started to invite you at first and then I was like nope I don't want Madison anymore (laughs) fuck her no I was like honestly struggling though like I was trying to picture this but I just like couldn't like tune in you know like yeah just, I, know, like, I, understand. It. I understand and I was like okay Madison then I was like well, Madison's probably gonna choose Ross and then I was like you know what? I didn't I- choose Ross I chose you oh well that makes me happy but I chose my mom because like you know mom is always a you can't choice. go wrong with the mom yeah so she's like invite this person like whether they're like on this earth still or not so I was like oh shit like some people like probably are inviting like people who have passed like which was also making me sad I was like oh, okay get it together and She's, like, you're sitting up against this tree, and, like, it honestly made, like, not to be morbid, but it made me feel like my mom was dead because she was, like, talking about it in such a way that it seemed like I was pulling my mom in from, like, another... Dimension realm. Yeah. I know what you're saying. And so then she's, like, okay, this was the part that fucked me up. She was, like, so tap into something that's, like, really hurt you and, like who has hurt you the most and like Like what has recently had an impact on you yeah and she's like just like really like like like, visualize the hurt yeah like dredge up those feelings and then just like kind of like you're holding it like in a ball yeah and she's like just like imagine you're holding it all in your hand and then it just like turns to dust and it just like blows away and that part, oh, I was just like, okay, like, and I started, like, blinking my eyes open. I was like, okay, this is, like, making me super uncomfortable. I felt like I was, like, being hypnotized, and I was like, fuck this, I'm out. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then it got even worse, because she was like, then the person that you invited who loves you just decides to, like, get up and leave. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> Personally, I loved the meditation. I felt like... This is so weird, but I felt like, you know, when you're drunk and you get the spins, like, Mm -hmm. when I was laying there, I felt like I was getting the spins. Like, my head was just, like, spinning. But I think that's the point. I I mean, mean, yeah, I just, clearly, I don't know how to handle these, like, emotions. emotions. And I think think it's supposed to be an emotionally triggering thing. Like, the last time she did a very similar meditation to that, I was in another class of, it was the same instructor. She's one of my good friends. And she did a very similar meditation. And, like... Everyone left the class crying. 
everyone. Like, and this class, like, I mean, Kim, Kim teared up, <laughs> but she wasn't alone. Like, there were definitely other people in the class oh, that were crying. Because sure. it's just such an emotionally triggering meditation, but I think it's really good to, like, let it go. And what was really interesting, too, is that, like, after the class, she was like, I'm emotionally exhausted because, like, teaching that class and being around everybody who's, like, exerting She's all like, of these I feelings. like, I could feel people's emotions in the room, which I totally Which sounds, get. like, really lame, but, no, like, it, it you sounds, can... It sounds like such hippy-dippy shit, but I feel like it's true because you, like, even, like, you, like, get up from the Shavasana, whatever, and you're, right. like, packing up to go home, and you're just around all these people that are clearly, like, very emotionally triggered in, like, sometimes a good way, sometimes a bad way, whatever, but people are, like, feeling a lot, and you yeah. can... I think when you're around people that are feeling aggressive emotions in one extreme or the other, I think you can always, like, for me at least, I yeah. tap into that like, so Like, humans easily. as humans, regardless of your, if, if you're in a yoga class or not, like, you can pick up on, like, the People's vibe. People's emotional like, responses. Yeah, like, yeah, you can just vibe. tell when someone's giving off, like, a negative vibe or a positive vibe or, like, you can tell if they're, like, mad at you, like, even if it's not just, like picking up on the tone of, like, what they're saying, mm-hmm. but you can just kind of, like, feel, like, that energy, and, like, again, yeah. I know that sounds, like, so hippy-dippy, but... It's, it's true, Like, though. humans do have that natural instinct, whether they want to believe it or not, and it's not just, like, a yoga thing. No, like, and it's, like... Everybody has that I mean, that's intuition. why, you know, like, you get those texts from people, and they're, like, are you mad at me? <laughs> I mean, like, that's, like, the perfect example, yes, though. Yes, I like, am. <laughs> It is the perfect example, though. Like, how many times have you received a text from, like, a boyfriend or a friend or something where, like, are you mad at me? And you're like, yeah, I fucking am mad at you, actually. You fucked up. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Or, or like... Or they know, but... Or they, they know that you're, like... Decide not to, like, say or like, anything. Or, like, are we good? And you're like, honestly, like, we could be better. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, <laughs> we could be better. But, yeah. I don't know. I love that, though. I'm glad we circled back to the yoga. I love... I love uh, the Pose Project. Yeah, the Pose Project. We should finish out the year strong. I mean, I plan on it. I'm a Chakti girl now. I'm actually um, getting a photo created of me in a yoga pose. Shout out to our friend um, James. User James. Yeah, who is recently, um, I guess, has recently become a digital artist yeah or i don't know if he always has been i don't know if he has either but, but he's now soliciting photos to create digital art so basically you can send him a photo and it's like flat um monochromatic art that he he turns your photo into basically a monochromatic art piece which i love that aesthetic yeah and it's a really good gift his christmas gifts like get one of like a dog or like a pet for your family or even or like, like a picture you of your and parents. like a significant other you yeah. and a friend and just like frame it and it's like there you go Christmas so anyways that's our new logo shouts yeah so yeah i'm sure all of you listening to this have been staring at our new and improved logo yeah. shout out to james for hooking us up with that yeah major shouts and um, seriously dm him on his pricing Twitter. i think is like 20 dollars for one subject so like one person one dog whatever uh and then five dollars extra per subject you add to each photo so if it's a picture of two people it's 25 dollars. if it's a picture of like three, three people it's 30. 30 yeah but if it's just a picture of you it's just 20 yeah so, so. pretty good pricing follow him on twitter i think it's at, at user James, James but J A Y M E S. Yeah. He's the best. Great guy. So, yeah. Do we want to, like, we had one more topic that I kind of want to talk about. We're at an hour right now. I but. mean, maybe we just leave it and that's our motivation to record another episode next week. I know. I just, like, really want to talk about it, but it's okay. I mean, this episode is already longer than an hour. Well,. It's an hour and 20 seconds, but... Plus our 10-minute intro that we recorded on the other... Oh, shit. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we have so many technical difficulties that we literally are recording this podcast I mean, on two it, computers. would it really be us if we didn't have technical difficulties? This is true. But yeah. Oh, my God. We have so many other topics to talk about. God, Save them. I em. miss you. I miss you. I miss you, too. <laughs> I miss the pod. Did you have fun today? I had so much fun. Can we just do a little chin-chin, a little chin, cheers? Chin-chin. Prost. Prost. That's German. I know.
Because, you know, I studied abroad in Germany. And, you know, I studied abroad in, uh, in <laughs> Italy. Oh, yeah, guys, it's almost 2020, so think back of all of the things you did in this past century from 2010 Wait, to that's a good topic. We should circle back to that. We will. I'm just... Because we talked about that in our group message. I feel like I've said circle back so many times in this episode, but it's just a really good term. Someone recently said touch base and circle back in my in like emails to me, like back to back emails to me. And I tweeted it. Shouts to the people that follow me on Twitter that saw the screenshots of my tweet. But it was like the fact that you just said circle back and touch base, like in two separate emails to me back to back, I was just like, You just get me. Yeah, shout out to our friends. Um over at Circling Back. Over at Watch, Watch Media. Media. <laughs> um do we have anything else? I mean, yeah, but we gotta cut it off for today. God, I'm like, like a, it's such a beautiful day out. The I'm, clouds really went away. Yeah, the clouds have cleared. The sun is shining. Go Panthers! Hopefully, they beat the Falcons tomorrow. What? <laughs> By the time that this airs, it's gonna be over the game. No, you're. We're posting this tonight. Um, says you. <laughs> you're not the one who has to edit it. I have shit to do today. All right, people. Well, thank you, Millies, for tuning back in. We know that we're the worst at actually being consistent, but we love you all for listening. Yeah, we love you, and we hope... I don't even want to say we're going to try to be consistent because I don't want to make that empty promise. We won't be, but but you'll hear from us You love us for that. You'll hear from us again at some point soon. Hey, call the voicemail. Yeah, call the voicemail. Maybe we'll do a voicemails episode next week or something. Yeah, it's been a while. All right, people, we love you. Bye. I don't want this night to end. It's closing time, so leave with me again.